Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Fitzy and Hart Show is brought to you by Shaw's. Shaw's, the official supermarket of the Red Sox Network. One can help but be positive. And Newton! The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy yeah. about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. From Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM, and all across the WEEI Sports Radio Network, this is the Fitzy and Hart Radio Show for a beautiful fall Saturday, October 8th, 2022. Thank you for joining us wherever you may happen to be, whether it's on WEEI FM, any of our fabulous affiliates, WEEI.com, and of course, the Odyssey app. If you would like to join the program at any point, Simply just dial these 10 numbers, 617-779-7937, and connect to our producer, Stanley Stiz Grimy Bruno. He'll say, yo, what up? What do you want to talk about? And then you'll try to give him a point, and he probably won't understand it because sports aren't his forte, but he's a hell of a guy. Yo! The text line is also... <laughs> The text line is also open for business at 37937. Please try and play nicely in our digital sandbox. And, of course, today on Fitzy and Hart with... Kyrie Thompson filling in for the Heart Foundation. The socials are at FitzyGFY, at WEEI, and at KDThompson5. And Kyrie, we already have our first question via social media. Hey. Are you ready for this, my guy? Let's go. All right. From at Stephen Tower. Gentlemen, which quarterback will get the next win for the Patriots first? Will it be private first class Zappy or return of the Mac? Kyrie, your thoughts? Bailey Zappy. Because I think that they're going to win tomorrow. That's what I think. So you're, yeah. you're all you're so you're all in on it's one oh four p.m. on a crisp, delicious, dare I say, almost postcard like New England Saturday, and you're calling for the dub this early in the show. Yes, yes, I am. Um, I so look. There's a part of me that's just stubborn because I picked the Patriots to win this game. 
before the season started. And, and I get it, you know, like you see teams play and, and, you know, during the season and not everything is the same as, you know, the, the schedule release when you're mapping everything out. But look, I, I look at this game and yes, the Lions have the number one scoring offense and, you know, the, the best yards, you know, gained total in the NFL and their offense is great, all this wonderful stuff, but their defense is terrible. And I feel like that to me is a bigger thing that that's going to factor into this game. The Patriots can run on them because the Lions literally have the worst run defense in the league. And that's what the Patriots want to do right now is run the football. You're going to hopefully see a little bit. I mean, they're going to come after Zappy, I'm sure. But hopefully you're going to see some quick things, get the ball out of your hands, into the hands of your playmakers, and they're going to be able to, to get some things done with Zappy. And if I'm just going to be honest, I don't trust Jared Goff. I don't care how well he's playing or, you know, yeah, great offensive. I don't trust Jared Goff. I think the Patriots are going to have a fine plan for how to deal with him. So, yes, I'm calling Patriots win tomorrow. There it is. Mark it down. 105 on a beautiful Saturday, an L.L. Bean catalog of a day. Kyrie Thompson calling for the Patriots having a day tomorrow and getting the dub in the Pat the Patriot throwbacks where the stadium will be resplendent in throwback royal blue, white, and, of course, those glorious red jerseys. I cannot wait to see those again. Kyrie, do you remember the last game, by the way? Just fun fodder, a little Saturday trivia because it's sports radio. Uh, blanks and giggles. Do you remember the last game the Patriots played in the red throwbacks? I do not because I most likely was not here in the New England area and was not paying attention. When was it? Why, it was 10 years ago, almost to this oh, yeah. date. Oh, yeah, no, no chance. No chance to, yeah. to know that. <laughs> It was 10 years ago. The Patriots beat the Jetropolitans in overtime, and our guy Ninko got a sack on the Sanchez in overtime, a surprisingly close game, way closer than it should have been. Ninko sacks the Sanchez. He fumbles the ball. Patriots win, rejoice in the nation. Then they fly over the pond the next week and kick the holy crap out of the Rams at Wembley Stadium, which I would like to also offer that if anybody in Pat's Nation, New England, wherever, has ever considered going offshore or overseas to see an NFL game, book it, do it, do it now, do it often, and then do it again. It is the most fun I think I've ever had at an NFL game. And it's because of not just, you know, seeing somebody walk up wearing a match day scarf with a Chargers hat, a Patriots gloves, nice. and let's say a Dolphins jersey, because so many of the fans over there were made during the day when they would just watch Monday Night Football. But it's the songs and the cheers and the chanting. And, of course, the fact that they have uh, Carlsberg and Peroni for breakfast, lunch, and dinner before the game. So it is the most merry environment in the world. And you know what? Actually. And, and how many people can they pack into that stadium? 90,000. Yes. Yeah, and see, that's different. Because, it, I mean, oh. now, nowadays, NFL stadiums are trending towards getting smaller. Well, because, yeah, you're going to go smaller because you're going to get more. Like, like Gillette Stadium is actually losing capacity with this new project that yeah. they're undergoing right now, building the new lighthouse and the Hey, you get to charge more for tickets. Exactly. You'll charge more for the seats. You get a premium experience in, like, the sports lounge and whatever else is going on in that south end zone for 2023. But they want to give the people that actually go that aren't sitting at home watching on their liquid crystal 4K 90-inch TV that's like a veritable movie screen in the house where they can pay less for their craft beers and you, know, uh, you get it, you mean, get everything they want. You mean yeah. me whenever there's not a home game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mean me pretty much. Old, yeah, exactly. Me 
on Thursdays and Monday nights because Sundays have become Sunday fun day is Sunday work day. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, ain't, ain't, ain't no fun happening, especially no. especially not when you when you got to go down. See, see, that's the thing. The only thing that makes me uh, somewhat hesitant to to pick the page. I've already done it though, so I'm not going to back off. The only thing oh, that's no, no, made, no, we got we're keeping receipts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not. I'm not backing off this. But the only thing that made me slightly hesitant to pick the Patriots is that the Patriots have only won one home game that I have ever attended while covering this team. And that was in 2019 week 16, when they clinched the division against the Buffalo bills, right before everything went to hell due to the pandemic. And right before they lost the wild card game, Tom Brady's last game, which I was also there for, uh, by the way, out of the blue, just, I refreshed Twitter during the moment before getting to the point I wanted to make, um, one of the best guys for, live game action and bringing you footage as it happens at FTBeard7. Just put up a video of this. A Michigan linebacker made a sack and was flagged for doing the Matthew Judon celebration and got Michigan a 15-yard penalty. Oh, my penalty. God. What are we doing? I, the man is paying tribute to an I'm NFL sorry. player That's that so he dumb. hopes to be like and one day maybe get paid like. Just having a little fun, giving the fans something to watch, and now you're going to flag Michigan 15 yards for this? I mean, look. Please, we don't go to see the referees. No one's there to see you, Stripes. Especially not in college, man. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, we're never coming to see the referees, but in college, uh, what, what lesson are you teaching here? First of all, I think these celebration penalties are patently ridiculous because it's like, so, so what do you say? Oh, well, if they, they do a little sack dance, then it's going to start a fight on the field or something like that because everybody's, you know, they, they get so they're so sensitive it's like man y'all y'all are tripping y'all are the sensitive people because because then it's like act like you've been there before get out of here man you know, uh, you know how hard it is to make a play at this level of football and then this dude just over here just what was wiping his wiping his like arm in front of his face and he gets a 15 get out of here that gives me an idea for Come a segment on. in the three o'clock hour. Y'all are tripping. People that Kyrie thinks need to check themselves before they wreck themselves. Draymond the Green's world. number one on the list. <laughs> that, yes. So, so, so you know what? We might as well. We should. We should. We should. Okay. If we can't do it this time, we'll do it another time. But yes, y'all tripping. Oh, no. Y'all tripping. That oh is yeah. No. On commercial breaks. Make your notes. Three <laughs> o'clock hour. Y'all are tripping with Katie Thompson. Five. I love it. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven is goodness. the number. Yeah. No. I'm just seeing it right now. Isn't that ridiculous? Oh, it's absurd. It's, I just retweeted it at FitzyGFY if anyone wants to catch a look. Okay, You're so, not supposed to make me mad this early. No, I want to get you fired up because Ugh. that's what feeds the show. Good. I hope, you know what? <laughs> I, you know, I hope Matthew Feed Judon sends <laughs> Okay, no. People so, are so already I got, replying. So, so I already got to tell you something funny oh, about funny. Matthew Judon. I tweeted it out, but I don't know if everybody got a chance to see Can you please regale the audience? Would you please regale the audience with this story that made he, me laugh out he, loud? He I shared is, it on Twitter, on IG. What happened in the locker room he's yesterday? In, he's incredible. Okay, so the locker room after practice. So, you know, we're... we're the press oftentimes we're standing around waiting for guys to be ready to talk after practice because some of them are still coming in from the field. Um, you know, Bailey Zappi, for example, hadn't come in yet. So guys are just uh, you know, kind of chilling, um, you know, coming in and out of the shower, what have you. So I, I'm just kind of wandering over in the general direction of the linebackers. So it's like, you know, Matthew Judon's over there. He just got finished getting dressed. And Josh Uche and Anthony Jennings are over there. And just they, they Anthony Jennings and Josh Uche just started kind of play wrestling for whatever reason. You know, they, they got they got the serious faces on, but they're, they're just over there messing around. Judon gets up and just without breaking stride looks at them and says, "Which one of y'all Jordan Poole?" And um, <laughs> and 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 the de the detail I didn't add was that 
uh, Josh and Anthony immediately let go of each other. They just had this shamed look on their face, like, "Oh my God, are you kidding me, man?" Like, like, it just it just like ruined the whole moment for them. And any it, there weren't that many people around that heard it, so I was just like, "Oh my God, this is gold." I cannot believe that I just happened to be in the right position to hear that, dude. That is, so, I cannot believe you caught that. That see, this is why it's great to actually have reporter and human access back in the locker room so you can pick up these little nuggets of gold that win or lose, whether you're fulfilling your obligations, ex- uh, succeeding past expectations, or floundering, whatever the case may be. It's just these little things that we've lost that we haven't been able to hear for a long time that make it so that make it so important to have reporters and people gathering content and relaying stories inside the locker rooms. I love that. Yeah, um, yeah, most definitely. I mean, I should have asked him what he thought about the whole situation. He probably would have told me, but, you know, I, I asked uh, Damian uh, football questions only Harris about it, and he was just like, football questions only. I'm, I ain't like, I ain't here to talk about that. He should honestly, somebody should make T-shirts for him that he can wear in the locker room afterwards or that maybe just becomes like the Damian Harris Foundation uh, material, which is football questions only, honest, honestly, and the bar- barking of the dog. All right, I mean, I can I can handle it so long as he has a big game. And you know what? He's, I he, think he's going to have a massive game tomorrow. When we come back in just a couple minutes, we got pay bills. Catch you up on everything that's trending now in sports. Kyrie and I will talk about why we do believe the Patriots will find success tomorrow. Whose revenge game is this? Dare I say more revengey for? Because there's a lot of revenge factors playing into this game. And what are our realistic expectations for Bailey Zappi as he makes his first start in the NFL coming off of last week's incredible but unfortunate loss in Green Bay? You know the number. Give us a shout if you'd like. 617-779-7937. That's the telephone number at FitzyGFY and at Katie Thompson 5 here with you until 4. And now we trend, Stiz. Gresh and Keith, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Here's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. Your New England Patriots host the Detroit Lions tomorrow. Both teams are 1-3 and three in a Week 5 matchup that has way more juice than you would have expected when you saw the matchup first release back in April as part of the NFL schedule. Kickoff is set for 1 p.m., and it's a throwback day as the Patriots will be dressed in their red Pat the Patriot uniforms, midfield painted with that iconic logo. Bailey Zappi, the rookie fourth-rounder out of Western Kentucky, is expected to get his first NFL start. Brian Hoyer, of course, placed on injured reserve with a concussion, and Mac Jones listed as doubtful with the high ankle sprain. Be sure to tune in tomorrow before the game with Gresh, Keith, and Wiggy from Helix Esports in Foxborough for WEEI Football Sunday. Then be sure right after the game to tune into the Six Rings postgame show with some knucklehead named Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Hart right after the conclusion of the game. We'll be with you right until Sunday Night Football on WEEI. In playoff baseball, because other teams that have winning records actually made that happen, the Guardians of Cleveland, the Phillies of Philadelphia, the Mariners of Seattle, and the Padres of San Diego, who clobbered the Metropolitans last night, all have a chance to move on to the divisional round with wins today. Guardians and Rays just getting underway. Meanwhile, in college football on the local scene, Boston College hosts fifth-ranked Clemson tonight at 7.30. We will begin coverage at 7 p.m. Kyrie, how much do you think Clemson wins by? Um, yes. Perfect. 
<laughs> in college football action right now. TCU is up over Kansas, 10-0. Tennessee taking it to LSU, 20-0. Mississippi State, 21-3 over Arkansas. And Michigan and Indiana are in a grinder right now, 10-10, halfway through the second quarter. So glad I'm not watching that. Oh, God. Oh, I know. That's, that's, a, that's a tough one. That's a Thursday uh, night football game right there. Oh, we'll get to that later on. <laughs> My God, what a disaster. Honestly, I'm with, I'm with, honestly, I'm with RG3. Not in his beef with LaShawn McCoy. In the Trippin, idea that the we way. should all get Amazon Trippin. Prime free for a year because yes. of that game. Yeah. Uh, and tonight, number one Alabama without uh, Bryce Young takes on Texas A&M. If you've ever thought that Nick Saban could run up a score, tonight would be the night because there's some bad blood between Nick Saban and Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher. And in hockey, the Bruins host the Devils tonight at 7 o'clock for their final preseason game before the puck drops on the regular season against the Capitals on Wednesday. That's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, we're right back to it. Bitsy and Hart on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. You probably think that you are better now, better now. You only say that because I'm not around, not around. You know I never meant to let you down, let you down. Would have gave you anything, would have gave you everything. You know I said that I am better now, better now. I only say that because you're not around. Not With all apologies to producer Stanley Stiz Grimey Bruno, Kyrie, I'm not sure how you feel about the artist in question right now whose music was played on the rejoin, but for years back when he and I worked on the former rock station in town, WAAF, and even now here on WEEI, he used to always try to convince me that Post Malone was good and I should listen to it more. And my then former co-host, who's a bit of a music snob and purist, Matty Blake uh, and myself would always say, that's not real music. I'm not listening to that. You're out of your mind. Well, now here I am on a Saturday October 2022, requesting Post Malone songs on the rejoin because guess what? I'm a convert, just like they said in Office oh Space. I am a Post Malone fan. Huh. Oh, the, did they say that on Office Space? He wasn't no, even around. No, they said Michael Bolton. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, he wasn't even around then. No, uh, they didn't yeah, say that. No. But, yeah, I was, I was about to say. Also, I literally never heard anybody say that. Uh, like, yes, I am I'm a Post Malone convert, so you are the first. <laughs> um, I, I am ambivalent toward post malone um yeah the uh the uh i don't know it's catchy but uh like a lot like a a lot of catchy artists don't really care that much about them when it comes to actually listening like i i have literally never searched a post malone song on spotify ever never happened 
It happened to me. They were playing it. Um, I did the old dad move. I shazammed it the other day. My older son was at basketball practice, and that song, Better Now, was playing. And I mm. got a minute into it, and I thought, like, I like this song. Who is I got who is this trendy new artist? Hold on one second. Let me make the dad move. I'll put out the get out the phone. I hold it up to a speaker, and then it's Post Malone. And then I immediately thought, Stiz, you son of a blank. That's blank. right. Yeah. I told you, Nick. <laughs> I love his ability to uh, create, you know, hits, very catchy hits, and yeah. then also his producer find new, f- find new parts of his face to get tattooed. Yeah, he's very good at that too. But also, his producer is Louis Bell, who is a Boston boy who I came up go. with kind of in the music scene. So there you go. Yeah. Hey, listen, love Louis it. Bell's crushing it. He's producing for. Uh, Post Malone, and you're producing for me. Hey, full uh, circle. Yes, I love you, Stiz. Uh, I love you. Great job, kid. But yeah, no, I mean, I think yeah, he's fine basically mm-hmm. when when it comes down to it. But but yeah, when it comes to music, it's so I, I never like to hear people say, "Oh, that's not real music," because I mean, anything can be real music. Mm-hmm. I mean, me doing like this and just like tapping on the table can be music. Sure. You know? and what? Whatever, whatever makes you happy. Uh, and speaking of music, um, what are the odds either Marshall Mathers attends tomorrow's game because he wants to see <laughs> Belichick and the Patriots in person? He's a Pat the Patriot throwback fan. Is or he? that he even gets mentioned tomorrow, either on the broadcast. Like, does he get mentioned on the broadcast? Like, well, it looks like the Lions have really traveled down that eight-mile road to come back to respectability here in the NFL, Ted. I mean, particularly when it comes to – there are only a certain number of things that you can reference when it comes to Detroit – um, typically it's like cars, the fact that they're bad at sports generally, um, they went mm-hmm. 0 and 16 once and Eminem. So yeah, no, yeah. I think, I think there's a good chance that eight months there, 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 even if there is not an, an Eminem reference, there will be an, like an Eminem outro going into a commercial or something. Yeah. That's how house money on that one as well. Speaking of which, um, there is no sponsored gambling segment here on the program, but I made a mention of this this week on the Six Rings podcast, and I would just like to say it again. If anyone is into prop bets uh, or you know know someone who can help you lay a little action someplace, of course, the state of Massachusetts continues to be allergic to fun or letting people treat themselves like grown-ass adults and now delaying putting sports books and uh, pocket gambling, if you will, on your phone with all the different books that want to actually start allowing people to take bets in this state until at least 2023. I'll tell you two props tomorrow I am all about. Number one, Damian Harris over 60 rushing yards. Please, yes, yes. thank you. And <laughs> yes, a thousand, God. like, make your children, like, whatever possibly, you've lost in your 401k. 60 times, 60 times two. Yeah, whatever you've lost on your 401k, however much your Apple stock has been devalued, make it back tomorrow by betting on Damian Harris getting more than 60 rushing yards. And I'm also into this, Kyrie. Uh, I think Marcus Jones takes one back to the house tomorrow. Mm, I like that one. He was, he, he popped last Sunday. That was one of the, in the myriad of things that are positive takeaways from the Moral Victory Monday defeat in Green Bay 27-24, Marcus Jones uh, it was one of the pick a Jones, any Jones, particularly Marcus or Jack. Well, both of those rookies popped last Sunday, but he has it. Everything we heard about him being maybe the greatest special teams, play, one of the best special teams players, but maybe the best returner in college football history. You can see it. He just takes off. There's no hesitation. Great moves, twitch, and terrific vision. The, the He's, thing, I cannot wait to watch him play again tomorrow. The thing that I loved about watching him in training camp and I mean, I said this to people at the time watching him run like, oh, I bet that dude ran track because you can you can see in the way that he just gets up to speed lightning fast. I mean, he really digs those cleats into the ground, 
when he gets going. And, I mean, you could watch other guys when, when they were kind of, you know, they'd, they'd catch a punt and they'd make a move and try to get up the field. And I think, like, Miles Bryant um, was definitely looking, you know, decent when he when he actually caught the ball, got the ball in his hands. But yeah. it, but he's different, though. Like, like I'm talking about Marcus Jones right mm-hmm. now. He'd, catch, he'd get it. And his first two steps, the pursuit drill that they would be doing, where it would literally just be Marcus Jones and a bunch of bunch of defensive guys, like like running down to stop mm-hmm. him. And he just blows past them and they were like, Oh, oh no, our pursuit angle is gone and he's he's just running. And again, this is just practice. But I was like, Oh, that boy can move. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. So I think he's he's gonna have one this year. I think Marcus Jones is gonna have one this year. I think so, too, and I might be a bit preemptive in that, and maybe it's also just because I want to be there to see it, and I can't imagine how crazy the crowd would go tomorrow in the throwback Reds, uh, whether Bailey Zappi throws a touchdown in front of the hometown fans or Marcus Jones takes one back to the house or both. Uh, Tell me if you – we'll do a quick agree to disagree maybe. Um, Sure. Tell me if you're in sync with this one. Looking at the schedule the rest of the way out, they have tough games later on in the schedule. This is the soft. This the, thus yes. begins what is supposed to be the softer or easier part of the schedule. Yes. As it turns out, first four weeks of the schedule, they play three potential playoff teams. So Football Outsiders says it was the fourth hardest schedule in the NFL for the first quarter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now Football Outsiders says it's a top ten or top eleven easy. So they're in the upper third of schedules with winnable games over the next six games, next six seven games, I believe. Then it gets harder from the Minnesota game on with all those prime timers and, and more players. Yeah, that Minnesota teams. that Minnesota game. I'm not. I mean, could be winnable. You never know. That's prime time. You got one thing going for you. <laughs> prime time, Kirk Cousins, baby. Yep. When you play a night game, that man folds. I, look, I, I'm gonna tell you this. When when it came but, to the Vikings, uh, wait, let me just, just get let me just get yeah. this one point made real yeah, quick yeah, first. Um, to the Foxborough faithful who are listening right now, and if you guys plan on going, uh, tweet us your picks of your setup. Let us know where you're gonna be. Call in and tell us how excited you are, what part of the attic you dug out before you actually went to the pro shop and maybe bought a throwback. You found uh, your old Pat the Patriot, Steve Grogan era, Hog Hannah, uh, Tony Eason, Tony Franklin outfits, whatever, Craig James, whatever player, Stanley Morgan. Tomorrow, looking at this schedule, Kyrie, tomorrow has the greatest chance for the most electric crowd the Patriots could possibly bring the rest of the way. And maybe, maybe just maybe, the uh, the best home field advantage the Patriots would have because they're super excited coming off of the great ratings last week in the Green Bay game. People are fired up to see Bailey Zappi play. They want to root for this, aw shucks, gosh darn, good kid who came out of nowhere and gave it a gamer effort last week. And, of course, everyone loves Pat the Patriot and the red throwback. So I think it should be a pretty fire crowd tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it will be as well. And in particular, since I think this is a game that, yeah, I mean, there's there's some intrigue about it, but it's a game they... I, they can absolutely win and arguably should win. Uh, obviously, I, I picked them to do so. I mean, I think that there are going to be some other really good games on this docket down the road. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I could see this being one where it's like okay, like the Bills game. I mean, it, it's not going to be too late in the wintertime to, to the point where, you know, it could still be good enough weather for people to come through. It's going to be a primetime game. And maybe you're going to have people coming in to be like, yeah, maybe we can get an upset. Mac Jones, in theory, should be back by then, though goodness knows what other injuries may or may not happen. Please, God, no. Um, but, yeah, I think that right now this is this is a pivotal point in the season, too. I mean, like this right here, I don't know that I would call it an absolute must win, 
But it's kind of close because if you don't win this game against the Lions, yeah, I get it, number one offense and all that, but if you don't win this game against the Lions, what what belief should any of us have that you're going to win the other soft schedule games? So I feel like they kind of they need to win this game. That's how I feel anyway. How do you feel? Uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it seems a little crazy when it's not an elimination game, I guess, to say – and by elimination game, I mean knocked out of the playoffs or knocked out of playoff contention or making life even more difficult for yourself. But if we're just going to be real, if we're going to keep it 100, as the kids like to say, then straight up tomorrow's a must-win game, period. If you can't win at home against a team with the worst rushing defense in the NFL when you have one of the three best rushing attacks in the NFL, yes, their offense has been insanely prolific. Who would have thought when the schedule was released way back in April that Lions versus Patriots would represent two one and three teams on a throwback Sunday with Bailey Zappi going against Jared Goff. <laughs> Jared Goff, a top 10 efficiency quarterback with 120 quarterback rating when he does play action and 99 straight up, which is still pretty good because he's Jared Goff. They have a dynamite offense. They have, as Chris Scheim pointed out to me this week, Kyrie, the most historically bad NFL defense through four games in NFL history. They're fun it's bad. It's really, really, really bad. If you cannot win this game and you've got the coaching mismatch of all time in Bill Belichick versus Dan Campbell, and please do not bring up Dan Campbell beating Bill Belichick back in December 2015 because if ever they were an obtusely Belichickian game where he coached his way out of a victory and home field advantage throughout the playoffs, it was running Steven Jackson into the line 15 times in the first half against the Dolphins, throwing that game into complete arrears and destroying any chance they had of winning a game that they were double-digit favorites in. So everything, as they say, the odds are ever in your favor tomorrow. What else could the Patriots possibly want to have going for them tomorrow in this game? Well, real real quick, actually. Now, uh, let me uh, shout out my podcast first in Foxborough. You can check it on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. I was talking with Dakota Randall of Nesson the other day, and he brought up the fact that the uh, Dan Campbell in his time as the Detroit Lions head coach has not won a road game. He is 0-9-1 on the road as the Detroit Lions head coach. So please do not give, do not give Dan Campbell his one and only road win so far as an NFL head coach at Gillette Stadium. Please Hold do on a not. second. He has not won a road game yet? No. Do, can you imagine... Can you just imagine? I mean, it's the Lions, so I mean, it's not that surprising. But at the same time, please, God, don't give him his one road win. But can you imagine, if, like, let's say the Patriots' offense plays reasonably well, and by reasonably or even very well, I mean over 24 points. Like, let's say this 27, 30 points tomorrow, and the Patriots' defense just no-shows, and they have no answer for Amon Ross St. Brown in case he plays. Uh Jamal Williams runs all over them because they've got Ragnow if he plays at center, and they've got Panay Sewell. Like, they've got a boss of a line. They themselves with a top three running attack as well. Can you imagine just how defeated everyone from media to players to the fans walking out of the under-construction, renovated Gillette Stadium 2.0 will feel knowing Dan Campbell got his first road win against Belichick at home? If if they lose to the Lions, I'm not oh. sure I'm even going to want to go into the locker room after that game and ask and ask people about it because that's just going to be, oh my god. Um, I I will say, look at this injury report, right? So so you yep. mentioned a couple of guys that may or may not play. 
right? Amon Ross St. Brown is a big name on here. It looks like TJ Hawkinson is, he, he, he was taken off the injury report by the end of the week, mm-hmm. as was Taylor Decker. They were full participants. So it looks Left like tackle, they, correct? They, yep, yeah. yep, Taylor Decker, the tackle, and TJ Hawkinson tight end. Looks like they're going to play Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, questionable. We'll see what happens. But they are going to be missing DJ Chark, wide receiver, and Quintez Cephas, another wide receiver. So, and DeAndre Swift, they're arguably top running back. So, look, there's going to be uh, – they're going to catch some breaks here. And they might catch a couple more breaks. That said, I mean, you, you still – you don't want to take it for granted because they're, they're still going to have playmakers. And, I mean, if I'm, if I'm on Raw St. Brown plays, I mean, that's a tough matchup for just about any quarterback they have. I would say you probably are going to want Jonathan Jones looking mm-hmm. after that guy. Um mm-hmm. But, I mean, again, I'm still looking at this and, and saying if they're missing enough weapons, then the task becomes easier. And, and again, it's, ju- it's just, do you trust Jared Goff? And no, I don't trust Jared Goff. I know he's playing better, but I feel like the Patriots know how to fluster him. And, I mean, look, they're, they're going to be able to throw a couple of different looks but at him. But do they him. have the talent to be able to fluster him? Because yeah, you do I not have do. the 2018 defense coached by... Brian Flores with Prime, Van Noy, and Hightower and company just blitzing him and owning him, being in his head to such a point and degree that he literally fell to his knees to avoid a sack. Yeah, I, I think I think they have enough talent to get the job done. Because, uh, look, they're if, if they're going to play this like a lot of other teams, they're going to throw help towards Matthew Judon. They're going to throw, uh, you know, chips and, and double teams at him. And Dietrich Wise has been cleaning it up out there he has he has been excellent for the Patriots thus far this year I feel like for, for me personally I would expect that to to continue I mean it, it's going to be a tough matchup for him against Taylor Decker but he, he's gonna he's gonna get in there I think this is going to be the game where look you you want to see some more from Christian Barmore gotta happen and, and he's been getting a lot of double teams too I mean there's a reason you haven't been hearing quite as much from him but man when he gets this one-on-ones he's got to dominate he's got to dominate today gotta happen so I think in, in the cornerbacks, I mean, if you if you look at the way the cornerbacks have been playing, I mean, obviously not having Jalen Mills, not great. And Miles Bryant, people have been picking on him a little bit, and I think that they're going to try to do that as much as they can. But Jack Jones and Jonathan Jones, if you just want to look at pro football focus grades, if you want to put stock into that, those are two of the best cornerbacks in single coverage mm-hmm. in the National Football League right now. That's Did, did you see that coming? When we nope. were sitting there raving about, oh my God, the cornerback room is going to be so bad. Did you see that coming? Did you also? Did you also know too? And my usual Saturday co-host and podcast cohort, Andy Hart, uh, maybe no one on earth holds Football Outsiders um, DVOA, PFF yeah. rankings and ratings, et cetera, with greater disdain. I don't live and die by them, but I respect the science and the analytics behind them. Yeah. Maybe there are some other guys like yourself who like them a little bit more or or lean on them, and that's fine. You know, to to each his own. Uh, I love having I, as many numbers as possible. I, I like I, I like the numbers that favor me, and I I also yeah. trust my eyes at the same time. Yeah. I don't want to see Miles Bryant out there in coverage. I do think Jack Jones could potentially be a rising star and a nice discount J.C. Jackson replacement. He needs to bo- He needs to definitely put on some weight. He needs to be more fundamentally sound in his tackling. But the guy's got speed, and he is an absolute ball hawk, and he's got all the swagger and attitude you need. His footwork is crazy. His footwork is nuts. It's I tremendous. Mean, I mean, tremendous he, he closes ground on people 
in such a hurry that it looks like he knows what's coming. And he's a rookie. Normally, it takes rookies a minute to get that down because it's like, yeah, they, they have, they're very instinctual and you know, they're ball hawks and, and all that good stuff, right? But it, it often can take even those playmaking rookies a year before it's like, okay, yeah, now, now I'm a step on it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like Jack Jones almost overran that pick six because he, just he moved say, too fast. He, he ran the route. His instinct kicked in. He ran the route for Lazard and then almost overran it and had to reach back for the pick six. Only the second pick six ever thrown by Rages at Lambeau Field, no less. Here's, here's a good question for you, Kyrie. I think this is pivotal. Not just like you want to talk supremely important for tomorrow, let alone the next several games or how this season goes for the 2022 Patriots who are, let's be honest, like the construction in the end zone. It's a giant metaphor for the team. Like they are in transition. (laughs) They are indeed Uh, under construction. I'll give you this question. And then when we come back after the break, I want you to give me the answer. There's your big market tease. That's sports radio pro style on a Saturday. So last Sunday, maybe was a turning point for these Patriots. Last Sunday, they game up. They have Brian Hoyer. He gets knocked out. Bailey Zappi comes in. And pretty much everyone else across all disciplines, all positions, both sides of the ball, by and large, unless your name is John U. Smith or Hunter Henry, and we'll try to figure out where the hell they went later, everybody manned up big time. I saw, I saw great energy. I saw an awesome team effort. Uh, I know they were really, really, really close in a bunch of these games. Most of these games so far were winnable-ish, but last week they should have won, and I disagree wholeheartedly with the conservative play calling in overtime, especially after you stop Rodgers and you get the ball back, and it's first first down at the 50, and it was a bunch of runs and a bad throw on third down. But here we are, be that as it may. Do you think last Sunday is an emotional and a football springboard for these Patriots to be able to start a run where they can win games and we're talking more about the good plays they made and not the penalties committed, the miscues, uh, the interceptions, and the mistakes made. That's my question for you, and that's my question for the audience. Kyrie, I want to get your answer. As soon as we come back, do you believe last Sunday and the moral victory Monday from the almost win in the great game in Green Bay is the springboard the Patriots need to win tomorrow and start a run 617-779-7937. It's Fitzy and Hart with Kyrie Thompson here on a WEEI Saturday. WEEI. We are right back to Fitzy and Hart. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Brady will stay under center. Third and a long two. He's got the time to go long. He's got a wide open. Deion Branch. Smith. Can he stop a, a touchdown this time, or is he going to be beat for the third time? He's beaten again. Branch with a touchdown. 79 yards. Oh, what a game that was. The last time the New England Patriots and the Detroit Lions played wearing Pat the Patriot throwbacks. I take you to Thanksgiving 2010. The Patriots go down 17-16 at the half. Pat's Nation wondering if they want to jump into the turkey deep fryer because how is Sean Hill putting on a show and a game against the vaunted Super Bowl favorite Patriots? And in the second half, Brady said, hold my cranberry juice and went off. They scored 29 points, touchdowns left and right. 
big boy games from Dion Branch, Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, and Wes Welker. That 79-yard play was the signature highlight of the 45-24 to win. And Kyrie, of all, I posted the highlights of that on the socials last night. And of all people, are you ready for this? Let's do last it. night on my Instagram, a comment came in from at Gronk, Blue Mark, char- uh, verified. Okay. Um, I guess Gronk still follows me on IG. Hey, Gronk, miss you, buddy. Uh, he wrote, what a game that was. It was my rookie year, and that was one of my favorite games ever. Lots of beef that game. Good stuff. Oh, Gronk. Indeed. Also, by the way, if Tom Brady did drink beer, what kind of beer do you think he would be a fan of? You could Tom guess. Brady? Yeah. Uh, I would think that he would be uh, a a very beer-tasting beer fan. You know, probably, uh, I figure Tom Brady would be a Gansett type of guy. You know, probably mm. just like... Want something? I don't think he'd be kind a very pil- hoppy kind guy. Kind of Pilsner-ish. No, ma- no, maybe a Pilsner, but like I don't think Brady would be too into the ones that have too many calories. The ones like right. IPAs that cause the hangovers and the bloating. He doesn't want the swelling. I think he would probably want. You know, he probably. He, he wouldn't. He, he wouldn't want the hard stuff. No stouts. N- no, no, not the heavy stuff, no stuff. You know, probably just like, you know, make up Bud Light, make Ultra, something like that that has like 96 calories so he can keep his perfect football body shape. But oh, that was such a game. Oh, but to only see offense like that from the Patriots in the throwbacks tomorrow. So, Kyrie, before we went to break, I asked Indeed. you the question, the old radio teaser. Do you think the goodwill, uh, the effort, the um, you could see the team rallying last Sunday like we hadn't seen in a while? easily the most entertaining game since the Tampa game last year. Do you think everything the Patriots built up in that moral victory Monday and the loss to Green Bay carries over and could potentially start them on a run now? Look, first of all, this is something that I've seen from a bunch of fans, um, even some on the text chat here. Like This whole topic makes me want to throw up in my mouth. I don't want to hear about moral victories. They don't exist. And I think they definitely do. I mean, they're not the same as actual victories that go in the win column uh, because you need those if you're going to do anything at the same time look you've heard it from how many players in this locker room the fact that I mean arguably like I've never been prouder of, of of this team like in the last couple of years than you know when like last week seeing the way that they came together in a game that they honestly should I mean they a lot of people thought they were going to lose and then once Brian Oyer went down it was like oh they're definitely done for and yeah Look, they, they figured out how to stay in that game. And look, Bailey Zappi and, uh, you know, just, just the circumstances, you know, the things that were, I mean, they weren't good enough for the page. They weren't good enough to win. Okay, that's fine. Aaron Rodgers was better than them. He made more plays than them. That is what it is. Eventually, if, if you don't, uh, you know, get out ahead of him and make things more difficult from the defensive standpoint, they made adjustments at halftime. Yeah, they won the game. Okay, that's fine. But. I think it does mean something to this Patriots locker room. And in the end, that's all that actually matters. So if you're asking me that question, I'm saying yes. I think that they are looking at what they did last week. And, yes, it's a new week, and and that's what they'll tell you. It's a new week. We're not going to dwell too much on last week. We already put it behind us. We're focused on winning this week. But they found out that they are tough enough. And and they've got they've got enough grit and they've got just just enough ability to stay in games when they're not supposed to be in them. Okay? They scored two second half touchdowns with Bailey Zappi at quarterback. I mean, that's not nothing. Okay? So so I think that look, whether whether or not that means anything about Bailey Zappi being like a guy that they can win with or whatever, I think it, it it's it does mean something for this team 
that I think has been counted out, counted out a little bit, and we're not expecting them to do a whole lot. We're not expecting them to win a Super Bowl this year. And it showed that, yeah, we are one in three, just like we were last year, but we do have a chance to get rolling. We know a little bit more about ourselves. We know more of what we do well, which includes something that we talked about, Fitzy, Andy Hart, and myself. You asked me after that abysmal Monday practice way back when during training camp, what do you think gets better the soonest? And I said the offensive line in the running game. And look at where we are. The running game has gotten better every single week. They, they're even running outside zones well now. So I feel like, yes, this is a situation where it's not perfect. But you're not always going to win with things being perfect. And I think they know that they can compete, and I believe that they can win, and they believe that they can win when things aren't perfect as well. We believe that they believe, and we all believe that they can win. If eyes can change and yous can change, we can change. What do they always say um, in the U.S. men's team, the big chance, I believe, I believe that we will win? That's what I want the New England Patriots to basically come out onto the field tomorrow at Gillette. Borrow well, I mean, they better the believe it because if they don't, season might be done. And look, I, I get it. People are upset with this whole, oh, you know, moral victories and, and whatnot. Look, this this ain't your New England Patriots from, you know, the Tom Brady dynasty anymore. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is this is something different. You can have those expectations. I'm not saying don't expect more of your teams and all of that, but I mean, don't hold on to something that don't exist anymore. You got to build something new and you got to start somewhere. Okay. And, and, and look, I mean, <laughs> you don't want to have to cling to moral victories instead of real ones, but you saw this last year. Okay. They, they started off one and three against good teams and they beat up bad teams in the middle of the schedule. And then mm-hmm. they, they faltered towards the end of the year. This year is going to be a year to prove that they can get past that. So you know what? Right now, I mean, we're, we're still in the beginning stages of this. We'll see if they get better. But I, I think people need to kind of quit scoffing at this and, and see this for what it is. And it, it doesn't mean that it all has to be bad. I mean, we just got to see what, where it ends up. Last year, I think I had a lot of faith that the team, 1-3, was better than their record indicated and could go win some games. Little did I realize that they were going to go and win seven straight in a row and make everybody think that they were a Super Bowl favorite and Belichick versus Brady Part 2 of 2021 was going to be a possibility. That was a bit fraudulent, unfortunately, at the end of the day. Now, I would like to see that my Foxborough faith is reaffirmed, that I believe this team may not win seven straight. I do not even come close to thinking this team is going to win seven straight, but I think there's a chance this team might be more unified. I think this team may be more fundamentally sound in the end. And I think this team may be tougher and could potentially even be a little bit better, even though their record won't indicate it. And it's because they're improving in multiple facets, starting with, which is where games are won. Sorry, this is just, it's not sexy football. In the trenches is where it's at. The defensive line has been pretty good. Now, Lawrence Guy potentially not playing tomorrow could be a huge issue for the Patriots as well because the rush defense has suffered significantly since he went out in the Baltimore game. But the offensive line, like you said, improving every week. It, they were not very good against Miami. They got much better against Pittsburgh. They did their job against Baltimore. Unfortunately, that game went sideways on them with the interceptions and some miscues. And last week, they were straight-up dynamite. They were absolutely fantastic. And against the worst rushing defense in the NFL tomorrow, how do we think this game is going to go? We know exactly 
how this game is going to go. It's just a matter of getting out there and executing. And if the Patriots do that, no reason why they shouldn't be able to get the win tomorrow, even if Amon Ross St. Bound plays and TJ Hawkinson and Jared Goff has the revenge game of his lifetime. Multiple revenge games on the table tomorrow, including Matt Patricia, who's got a double <laughs> revenge game tomorrow, Kyrie, because oh he wants God. revenge against Detroit, and Detroit wants revenge against him as well. I'll relay a fun little story I heard from a Detroit writer we spoke right. to this week on the Six Rings podcast about Matt Patricia, which I thought was just plain hilarious. We'll get into more of your thoughts. Love I it. see your calls lined up to talk Pats and Lions and so much more. 617-779-7937. Hour number two of Fitzy and Hart with Kyrie Thompson. Coming at you. Don't go anywhere. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 